everyone, my name is Nandita and welcome to the second episode of Deets with Dita. Today our topic is let's talk ethnic representation. Now, as we all know, TV shows and films tend to have a bad rep with ethnic representation over the years and we're only starting to see improvements like now in like the 21st century and even then at the beginning of the 21st century it wasn't that great um so in this episode i'll be covering all types of ethnic representation and how it's been presented over the years so we're talking disappointing representation we're talking the blockbuster film events that brought together different communities we're talking about indian representation because i'm an indian i thought why not give my take about how i felt indians have been represented over the years examples of subtle representation which i think is an extremely important thing to cover and of course the future because we want to know how they're going to improve and what steps are being taken already for certain films and tv shows that have ethnic diversity so stick around and enjoy the episode so let's talk about disappointing representation now i could just sit here and I could just talk about all the things that are going to be good and give more of a positive outlook, which was what I was going to do originally. But then I thought I can't just ignore the fact that we have had some disappointing representation over the years in films and TV. So I'm going to pick out a few examples that I've seen on TV, um, even recent stuff that I've seen and a film as well that I didn't really watch because of how controversial it was. Um, so let's start off with Glee. Now, I am going to be talking about Glee in a later episode because I feel like it just needs to have a whole episode to discuss everything about it. But Glee is the perfect example of having an extremely diverse cast, but having those, the diversity in the cast be portrayed by racial stereotypes. And that show got away with a lot for its time and I rewatch it now and I'm thinking how did they get away with this stuff it's like crazy um they had such stereotypical like stereo casting for like Tina who was the um Asian girl in there and she was like meant to be the super smart and like super assertive character and stuff like that and always thinks like she's smart and stuff like that and that just really frustrates me because why why go into those stereotypes it's like it's not fun for anyone especially the people who are of that ethnicity it's kind of like oh great you're typecasting us again this is fun um so glee is a very perfect example and they're a perfect example of other things that are extremely wrong and i don't understand how they got away with it at the time so we will be coming back to Glee, don't you worry. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is Modern Family. Now, Modern Family is extremely popular. Like, when I was younger, I watched like quite a few of the seasons and I absolutely loved it. But then I w decided to rewatch it and I am rewatching it at the moment. I've managed to get all the way up to season seven, which in a short space of time is quite crazy. But I watched it and I'm just, I listen to it. I listen to some of the stuff that they say. And it's particularly Jay. 
uh, Jay Pritchett, um, the grandfather of Alex Dunphy and Haley Dunphy and stuff like that, um, he does a lot of racial quips in the show. And as much as I want to believe that it's doing it ironically to show that that character is quite backwards, it's a lot and enough of times to make me think I'm not sure. It's it's one of those things where this cast is like predominantly white. It's a predominantly white cast. And then you have someone who is like an old white man talking about his views and like his opinions casually within conversations and stuff. And some of the things that he comes out with saying is just not okay. And I just sit there like, as a kid, did I really, did I really watch this? Did I really miss all these things? And of course, as a kid, I'd miss these things. But I'm so glad I rewatched it now to just understand, wow, okay, this is actually going on in this show. This is not great. <sighs> um, I was quite disappointed. But I mean, the other characters, I guess, make up for it. So that's always a plus. And then finally, I also wanted to talk about Ghost in the Shell. Now, this film was extremely controversial for one reason in particular, and that was the casting of Scarlett Johansson as the lead. Now, this was a Jap this was based on either a Japanese show or Japanese manga. I'm not too sure, not too sure about the specific details, but <laughs> it was it's Japanese essentially, and the main character is Japanese. Major Mira Killian is Japanese. And they decided to cast a white woman to play the lead. And it's just basically a clear example of whitewashing. And this caused so much outrage and like bad publicity for the film. It made me not want to watch the film as well. So I guess it just has a lot of bad press surrounding that. And I think it's really important to make sure if you are basing it off of something that has a lot of ethnic culture and a lot of just a lot of importance to some people that like this is their culture and they want it to be represented you shouldn't just slap another like white female or male as the main lead instead of casting someone who is actually would actually fit the role a lot better so and there are so many examples of whitewashing like i remember when doctor strange came out the ancient one that was a big scandal that like they whitewashed the ancient one and there are just so many different examples of it. And I think that's something that the industry maybe needs to work on because there are so many talented actors and actresses around the world. And I think that if you just looked in the right places, you'd be able to find the right cast, you know? So that's how I feel about Ghost in the Shell and whitewashing and all that in general. So overall, disappointing representation. These are just a few examples. There are so many other examples that I could have gone into. Like, it's it's crazy. And I think it's really important to highlight and address these. But at the same time, take these with a pinch of salt as well. Because we are seeing the industry start to become better and become more diverse. Which leads me on to talking about um, blockbuster film events, which essentially were impactful films for respective communities 
of the two films Crazy Rich Asians and Black Panther. Now if you haven't seen these films already they are extremely good and I recommend them to you. Watch it. They're amazing. And they were super important for their respective communities because they had never had this type of representation positively on the big screen before. And it even got people like actors and actresses, uh, for example, Zendaya, um, having groups of like 300 children, I think, from her hometown to go and watch the film because she understood the importance of the fact that there was good and positive representation being put forward and wanted children to be able to see it because they can have role models that look like them. And I think it's super cool to have role models that look like you because they become more relatable to you. And as a child, you become more gravitated to them. So it's good to have positive role models um, that look like you. So that was always great. I think that was an amazing thing that Black Panther did. It just brought together so many different um, people and it really did make a massive impact and it shows because so many interviews you see of like the Black Panther cast talking to different people who have seen the film and like people who have seen the film like five or ten times and it's super crazy like and they deserve it they deserve this representation positively being put forward and it's the same with Crazy Rich Asians like it was a non-white cast and like it was so impactful due to the fact that like the struggles and the stereotypes that have always been cast in the Asian community now being broken or trying to be broken and it's now saying well look we can hold our own in a film right you always have undermined us and now we've managed to create a blockbuster film that people have loved and it kind of just shows that Hollywood used to be very um, scared of putting forward um, any ethnic um, diversity as their ma- uh, main character or like their focal character of a film or a TV show and they always had like the side characters with any diversity if at all any diversity and this film these two films in fact prove the fact that if we did cast ethnic minorities as leads in a film, they would still be popular and people would still go out to see them. So this is a kind of wake up call for Hollywood to say, well, look, you need we need diversity. It's long overdue and it's extremely important. I was watching this TV show called Hollywood. Um, on Netflix by Ryan Murphy, the same person who made, I think, American Horror Story and Glee. And essentially, it's a TV show basically talking about struggling actors post um, the war. And it really shows the struggles of these ethnic minorities at the time trying to get a lead in a show um, or a film. And it, it's really, it's really interesting. I guess that that's kind of the perfect depiction of how Hollywood was back then. And only now is it starting to like thaw, like the ice is starting to thaw on that principle. And it's super exciting that it is. It's a very slow process. And I do not like the fact that it's a super slow process because it's literally just diversity. I don't see why like it's being made 
to be so difficult to implement in films, but I guess it's good and positive that it's starting to make a move, and that makes me extremely happy. And this leads me perfectly on to the thing that I'm most intrigued and excited to talk about, which is Indian representation in TV and films. Now, being an Indian myself, I've always longed for some Indian representation that doesn't depict us as extremely smart, strong, heavy, accented, and like just all of the stereotypes that like Indians have had a rep for over the years. And I think the perfect thing to talk about this is the new Netflix series, Never Have I Ever. Now, if you don't know what this show is, it basically follows um, a girl called Devi, and she is the main character of the show, and it basically follows her um, struggles of basically being a teenager. And I think that this show is the step in the right direction for representations of Indians. Now, it's a show that essentially gives representation of the Indian community and shows the culture through the TV show, which I thought was really interesting. They really did like try to make the culture shine in the show and make it seem normal. Because for me, like obviously in my day-to-day life, I'm going to go to like an, an Indian wedding of some sort, or I'm going to be having to celebrate like Indian traditions. And it's really cool that they normalized it in the show. There were some bits where I did feel like it was a little bit too much, like it was just a little bit too much like forced in. But nonetheless, I do think that it normalized the fact that look, I have culture and just deal with the fact that this is a part of my life. And that was super awesome. I absolutely loved that. And it it really made me happy that the focal point of the show was not her studies and her education. Like the amount of characters who we've had um, just depicted as, I need good grades, super smart. Like that was completely not the focus of the show. And I was like, yes, thank you. Because we're not all like this, please. Um, and I think that was like the best part of that whole series that like the fact that the plot was just something completely normal and it could have had a like a different ethnicity casted it could have been like a white person it could have been um could have been it basically could have been anyone and like you could have just interchanged the culture bits but the storyline that was present throughout it could have had any main lead and that's what was super super happy and important for me because it's just general teenager struggles and Anyone could have general teenage struggles who is a teenager, no matter what your ethnicity is. And I think Never Have Ever really presents this super great. Another thing that I really, really loved about Never Have I Ever is that it has um, a lot of influence, I feel like, from Jane the Virgin, which is another amazing show that has great representation, ethnic representation in it. And it like has the narration type-esque style of it and I just think it's super super awesome. I think the fact that 
like that vibe still fits with this vibe as well of, of never have I ever and Jane the Virgin just super super great I I love that about the show and that made me love it even more because I absolutely loved Jane the Virgin and sad that it was finished but now I have a new show to hype about and it's made by made and produced by Mindy Kaling and I'm a super big fan of her like what she's trying to do and get this representation forward it's just amazing there are 10 episodes super recommend it it's a tv show now if we rewind a bit and go back to like 2002 where the biggest form of representation for indians was a little known film it's not little known it's quite well known um bend it like beckham and i sit here after watching Never Have I Ever, um, watching Bend It Like Beckham, and it just really, it's basically the Asian stereotype of, the Indian, sorry, stereotype of a girl. And it's just, it's so, mm, I mean, I get what it was trying to do for its time, like for its time, I get what it was trying to do, but I just watch it now and I'm just extremely disappointed that this was like the biggest, I say that in air quotes, I literally did air quotes right now, it's like the biggest type of representation that we got and I'm so glad that there is just something else now that I can say yeah no this has the best Asian representation in it and for me growing up I guess the only thing, the only representation that I can remember for um indians on like tv shows was on disney channel and it was ravi from jesse and i kid you not it's he's heavy accented as indian he is depicted as being super smart and like not very sociable doesn't want to go to like parties and stuff because they want to study and like he also has a reptile like that is just wild to me it's just like it's such a stereotype it's like why what why it just doesn't make sense like ex having an exotic animal like come on this is just it's it's too far and to think that that was my only memorable representation of indians that i have seen um on a tv show oh that just reminded me of baljeet Paljeet as well from um, Phineas and Ferb, the animated show on uh, Disney uh, Disney Channel as well. He was also the smart kid who didn't really want to like um, socialize much and like was very heavy accented as Indian. It's just like not all Indians have accents, like heavy Indian accents. I don't have a heavy Indian accent, but I'm still Indian. And it's just like I think about this and I'm like, this is wild. Um, what I will say though is <laughs> when I was thinking back about this whole reptile thing I kind of kind of hid my head a little bit because I was like oh wait I have a reptile I have a tortoise this is <laughs> this is not helping the case but you know still not liking the fact that that's what the representation it was for um, Indian characters on TV shows and I just think it needs to get better and I think it will over time get better if we have, you know, more diverse, ethnically diverse, like, directors and, like, TV show makers 
um, on the panels of like making shows and being writers and stuff. I think that's a good step forward of trying to eliminate all this, um, just like all this stereotypes and lack of ethnic diversity. Um, so overall, super happy that Never Have I Ever has come out and provided me with something that I can talk positively about representation for Indians. Um, but still a lot of work needs to be done because if this, this is the only example I can think of to date, then there definitely needs some work to be done. And I'm so glad Mindy Calling has brought this forward and brought a super fun, enjoyable plot show that has an Indian lead. Another thing that I think is super, super, super important that I need to talk about is subtle representation. Now, we've talked, we've spoken about high profile events that like are specific to different ethnicities and like the representation of these specific ethnicities. And then there are, the, but I think the most important examples are the examples of shows that have subtle representation because in society we're not gonna have like a shoehorn of representation here and there like we i live in london and that's like an extremely diverse place we have so many ethnicities like walking around the streets and stuff so like it's not just that we have like a single group like of for example just white people or just indian people walking down the street at specific moments of time right like that's not how it works it works in a way that like i go to school with people who are of different ethnicities and it's super diverse right so i guess the most important type of representation is the representation that is subtle and not made i guess a big deal but it's good that it's being presented in tv shows and i have a few examples of um shows that i think shows and films that i think have had really good examples of subtle representation now the first one is brooklyn 99 and this is an extremely popular show um i i love it i think the plot is amazing and i think that they have a good example of just like positive subtle representation because the representation of the characters is not the main focal point of the show it's the it's the plot and it's like um the comedy and like the police crime and like new york and stuff like that's the focal point of the show you have actresses like melissa from Rowe, um and you have stephanie beatrice who are two latino women proudly and they are being they're in the show and you also have terry cruz and andre bra like it's just great like i think the representation in this film uh, in this show is like super super good um and then you have the good place as well where the plot is basically the afterlife and like about ethics and morals and stuff like that and about like what happens when you die and stuff like that but in a super comedic way and obviously it's got such a compelling plot but it still has good representation you have jamila jamil who is amazing activist in all ways shape and forms love her so much and what she stands for you have kristen bell and ted uh, danson darcy carden um then we have manny jacento and then william jackson harper all of these people you know just showing a bit of diversity and it's great like i genuinely think it's super great that they have this diverse of um a cast and it's not the main focus of the show 
which is what we need more of. And obviously there are so many more examples like that I haven't said, but these are just a few of the examples that I wanted to pinpoint. And there was another one. There's this one specific scene of Spider-Man Far From Home that really gets me and really makes me super proud is that they're all on a boat in Venice and it has the whole like people who are on the school trip to Venice like around Europe and they're all on a boat and if you see the students on the boat it is so diverse and for me I'm like yes this is accurate this is the diversity that we want and need because if you are going to school in Brooklyn um in sorry I'm not sure if it was Brooklyn but maybe New York New York is probably a safer bet but if you're going to school in New York and New York is quite a diverse place you're going to have people of loads of different ethnicities so the fact that that was depicted on that small scene on the boat is just like a small subtle thing to just say we acknowledge that there that this is a diverse place and we are going to represent them and that just makes me so happy like little things like that is like the step in the right direction to giving positive representation to everyone and it's super great so now i guess we can only really talk about the future of ethnic representation in films and although it is getting better we do need more subtle representation in normalized in films and tv shows as right now ethnic proportions in films and tv shows are not very representative and you know it can only get better i presume from here on out because we are seeing some improvements in like tv shows that are coming out recently and i think it can only get better and i'm super excited to see um what the film industry and tv industry um do and produce um and i'm yeah i'm just super excited about it um i do think there will be more hiccups along the way because there are it's just inevitable but we can only hope for the best and this leads me on to my excitement yes i am super excited for the eternals film and i will be talking about the eternals film in um a few other episodes because i just think they are doing a lot of interesting things with that film that it's it's just gonna be amazing <laughs> honestly i'm super hyped for it and i think it's important because marvel are recognizing that they have a lack of diversity i guess in their superhero superheroes in their comics because they tend to be male and they tend to be white and i'm super glad that they are trying to break this mold and cast more diverse characters who would have typically been white men in the comics but casting diverse people so for the character of kingo they have cast um american pakistani actor kumil nanjani and that is super exciting we get some um asian representation in the mix which i'm super excited about and then we have um gilgamesh who is a character in the eternals being played by korean american actor don lee which is super exciting so these are just two examples like i could go on about the cast of eternals but i'm going to save a few of the casting um things that have been done for eternals for some later episodes because i think it's super interesting to talk about in some episodes that i have planned later on so stay tuned for that um but i just think it's all super exciting and there are so many other projects that are going on that i have that have promise and i guess i'm super excited to see 
um, having good representation in it. So we have now come to the last segment of the show, which is recommend or to the back end. And fitting with today's theme of ethnic representation, I've decided to recommend, I highly recommend, One Day at a Time. Now this is a show about a Latina family just living life and going through different things. And it's about a single mom raising her two kids and living with her mother and living in an apartment and I just think it's super great it shows like the struggles that she has the struggles that um her children are having and the abuela's having and I think it's just super super awesome and I think it's it's a good show I recommend highly highly recommend and if you want to recommend any tv shows and films for me to do a little review on um, let me know on the Instagram comments of the post for this episode or you can tweet me directly on Instagram on Twitter um, and the handles are at Deeks with Dita for both. And that takes us into the end of the second episode. Thank you so much you guys for listening and I hope you'll continue listening. Next week's episode I have a special guest. It's my first special guest on the show. And I will be talking about Glee, which I mentioned earlier on in the episode. So hopefully that will interest you guys. It's going to be a super wacky episode because my special guest is just full of energy like me. So it's just going to be a lot of energy, high-filled energy for that show. So definitely, definitely stay tuned next week, Tuesday for that. And if you want to follow me on my socials, that would be at Deets with Dita on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget, if you have any recommendations or if you want to say anything about the shows, definitely comment on Instagram posts and um, tweet directly at me. And also, I wanted to say, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe to the podcast if you're loving it. And if you're on um, Spotify, definitely follow the podcast because I would love to see your guys' support. And If you love this podcast as much as I love making them, please, please, please share this with anyone you think will enjoy it too. So thank you so much everyone for listening today. I'll see you soon.